So it's it's really great to see you and speak to you both because the um the album the new album is is, is fabulous. It's really assured. Well, it's it's really assured. I think that it it feels like you you feel that you've really arrived here. I mean, how does it the album feel to you both? It it definitely feels um yeah. It's almost like we've found our sound mm. now and um. And it just feels so much more epic and, and confident. And um, I think we just took a lot of more risks than we have before. Um, and, yeah, it feels like it's paid off. <laughs> it's a really funny thing because I thought, we'd, <laughs> I thought we'd found our sound on the other albums as well. <laughs> yes. But, then, but you know what I mean? But then you, you kind of go, oh, actually, this one's better than that one. And that oh, oh you know, I, I mean, the others are great. I'm really proud of them and everything. But... Um, yeah, there's a certain, I don't know, does it sound like we found a sound? It probably does. It feels more, um, I don't know, it's difficult to put into words, isn't it? Because you're a bit too close to it yourself when you've done it. But it feels more grown up or something. Yeah. Does that make any sense? No, I don't, I, I, I don't it, even, I'm not quite sure what I even mean by that. But it, it does, though. I think it feels more, as I say, assured and kind of... I, I really, I mean, I, I like the debut and I really like the second album, but the, I mean, and, and you had a different kind of sound on that. I thought that was, yeah. you know, that, that, that was a more conceptual feel as well. And this one has yeah. a, it has a smoother feel to it and a more open feel. I, I really like that. Yeah. Thank I, you. I, I think what's been really surprising, I don't know if surprising, because of lockdown and because we recorded the album in isolation, um, I don't know if we've discussed this before or, or not even on email, but we, we recorded the album um, during lockdown, effectively. The vocals were recorded a bit more conventionally at Mike Moran's recording studio yeah. because lockdown was kind of lifting by then. So the vocals were done in sort of March, April last year, but the instrumental parts were all done by everybody at home. And that's, that's a double-edged sword because on the one level, you're not sitting there going, oh my God, this guitar solo just took me, just cost me 200 quid to get right yes. kind of thing. On the other hand, you're sitting on your own going, is this any good? And you've mm. got nobody with you. So yeah. normally it'd at least be the two of us and our producer, Adam, yeah. at, at least. I mean, yeah. and, and, and it takes away a lot of doubt in your own mind. You know, somebody else says, now you can do it better or no, it's fine, leave it. You're just sitting on your own going, I'm not sure. Anyway, although that was... Given that that was the process, I'm surprised sonically how good it came out. Yeah. Oh. I'm very surprised at that. With Adam kind of producing kind of remotely from us and all the rest mm. of it, and us uploading parts to the cloud, him downloading them and all. Ah. So that's that's been a that's been a, a real kind of surprise. And our, our concern going in, which we were asking Adam about, was can we make this sound as good as the other records? Yeah. We don't want to dip in quality. Sure. And he was like, Yeah, I think we can. You know, and, um, and it sounded like sounding better, I think. So that was amazing, really. That's a real bonus, I think. See, that's quite interesting with all that, because, you know, I've spoken to a lot of um, bands who say, well, you know, lo lockdown was difficult or lockdown helped us to, because, because um, as Spinal Tap say, time is so elastic. So, you know, we can do whatever we want. Um, but that's, yeah, exactly. you, but you're the first person to say, actually, which is interesting, that, that you are doing this on your own in a way. Um, and then, as you say, you haven't got a producer there to say, oh, I'm not sure about that. I mean, that must have been yeah. hard for both of you. Yeah, because yeah, I think it was sort of just towards the end that we were starting to hear things together. Yeah. And yeah. It wasn't David, and it was literally, you know, having to make these sort of split decisions. But... 
um, I, I the writing like... the writing process we had a lot more time for, didn't we? That sure. was yeah. that was really a nice way of making you know letting yeah. songs grow because um, we didn't. And we'd also, yeah, and we'd also done the demos in a similar kind of a way, so we sort mm. of for a little bit. So I'd record something, you know, guitar thing or something, and put rubbishy program drums on it and crappy piano and everything. <laughs> And then I'd email it to Brian, our drummer, and he'd play on a pro. And so we sort of had a bit of a process of that. But I had something really funny the other day, just a couple of this week. I was going through some old. Um, we've got this uh, website called Club Elevation. Yeah. It's a subscription thing, and um, we we do this thing every two weeks, and we we might focus on a certain song, and, and I'll put up you know demos and talk it and write blogs about songs and stuff. Anyway, I was going through some stuff for the new album the other day, and I found Reverie and Souvenir. Yep. Yeah. The time wasn't called Reverend Souvenir, it was just called Ballad. Because to me it was like, well, this is sort of a ballad. That was all it was called. <laughs> but I, I had this recording from you, you'd send me back on your phone. And it was there was the basically the band demo. And as I think you know, Steve, there's a kind of sort of forties kind of breakdown Absolutely. Thing near the end. Yeah. But this this wasn't on this. And that was Dutch's idea. And that wasn't on this and 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 you're sending me back this phone message with a track playing in the background and you're going, Well it sort of goes la 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 and then you stop <laughs> and you go, Right, there should be a music hall thing here and it should do this and this and this, so good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, yes, well okay, okay, what do you mean? You know, but anyway, we've ended up with what we had. So that was the kind of communication, you know, phone messages of a thing here and change that bit and get rid of that bit and that guitar solo is crap. It was all a bit like that, you know. But, so anyway, there, there we are. But does that kind of, uh, do you think, because I really am delighted with the audacity of, you know, it's good that you that you mentioned um, that you mentioned that the closing song there, you know, which is, because um, Reverend Souvenir has, as you say, that sort of 40s ragtime break in it, which yeah. is quite, yeah. has quite an audacity. And I really like that. Um, and a lot of these songs do take you places, so they'll drop stuff in that you think, I didn't expect that, and that's and it works, because, you know, I, I, I feel like I'm on the journey. Did, did making this in bits and bobs make you more, make you bolder, do you think, to add things? Definitely, Ooh. definitely. Um, yeah, it's weird, it's weird. When David comes up with stuff, it's just, I just hear these little cheeky, cheeky, like, taking it off on a tangent. Yeah. And, yeah, I think, I think so much changes in your mind when you go through something like lockdown and you know and you're thinking about where your career is going to go and mm. if you're going to be coming back to you know sure. what's the world going to be like and, sure. and I think yeah I think you do you go to some sort of deeper places maybe and and just think yes I'm just gonna yeah can I swear? Uh, that's really interesting <laughs> I, actually, I actually thought lyrically um Brian actually said I've told you this before Brian Adrama actually said to me so she, she seems to have a lot to say <laughs> was quite in terms of the lyrics on this album, uh, and and I thought they seemed more. Um, the lyrics are always good, you know, but it seemed like you quite a lot to say. I think that's I think that's a fair Ooh. reflection. Yeah. So I, I know. Say that before that maybe it was a lockdown thing. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yes, so yeah. I mean, I think yeah. this. I think this album is a real statement as well. You know, it's a, it's a statement that you've kind of. I, I don't mean to sound this in a, in a kind of arrogant way, but that you have arrived, and that you know we know exactly who you are and what you can do, and the kind of things that that we'd expect from you. But actually, you throw us a bit of a curveball with this because it's developed from something else. It's a sort of sidestep from the last album, but it certainly makes a real assured statement. Oh, 
Oh, thank you. Thanks, I just want to wake up to you saying stuff like that to me every day. I'd be like, I'm so much, I'm so much more confident. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, you're it, right. You're assured. You're making a statement. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't feel very assured. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, to, to, tracks like the last track, and you know, uh, I, I mean, that's you know, I have said that because I've reviewed it for the podcast uh, today, and I've also. Uh, reviewed it for for, uh, for for one of the mags and, and said that it, it's a kind of arena filler that it's huge uh-huh. and you know tracks uh-huh. like that only come with experience don't they yeah i guess so yeah yeah i mean i guess i guess that's true i mean the thing i would say i don't know if this is the same thing or not but i think what's quite important for our band is that everybody in our band is an experienced musician yeah and we've and we've played, you know, away from Space Elevator, we've played in different genres and all that kind of stuff. So we have enough of a know-how to put in a jazz bit and enough of a know-how to put in a, a sort of Spanish-y guitar bit or something. Yeah. Um, and I think that helps, even though the band itself, as like Space Elevator as an entity, isn't that experienced, if you know what I mean? Yes. But, but the members of the band themselves are. So I think that might be um, why we can draw. And when we're having conversations about stuff, any two of us, can draw on quite a lot of musical, different musical references to put stuff in. Sure. As opposed to we're just living in a, in a one kind of thing. I don't know if that's quite what you mean, but I think that does have a bearing on that. Yeah. And, and as you say, you, you, you've got the experience to do that and you bring, you know, you bring that to bear with Space Elevator. But, you know, the, the, the thing is that, I mean... <laughs> generally you'll be in a certain kind of musical style but i don't it doesn't feel that way it feels that um there's some kind of singer songwriter type feel to this as well which is really nice you know there's things like cheerful frank which is you know that that's yeah. a kind you know that's the sort of stuff that i mean i'm old, i'm very old so you know i remember stuff on the radio in the 70s uh, you know i remember yeah. that and and that's the kind of singer songwriter stuff that's coming back which yeah. really chimes with what's happening now yeah. yeah, yeah, I think that's true, and I think what's interesting is even though the album's quite, um, you know, big in scope Ooh. and sort of epicy kind of stuff. Actually, all of those songs, with maybe maybe there's one or two examples, but the vast majority of the songs were originally written on acoustic guitar. Right. Even though there's only there are only two songs that have any acoustic guitar on them on the record. Yeah. Uh, Persona non grata and Stevie Nicks smile, but um, we are doing the two of us are doing a gig uh, in an HMV down here in April, and it's literally acoustic guitar and singing. And you kind yes. of, and I went through the album the other day, and I, I emailed you, didn't I? I said, I think I can play every song on this album, just the two of us, on acoustic guitar, except I can't do Richie. Yep, I can't do there was another one I couldn't do. Uh, I will hold on to you, I can't do that. Right, but the yeah. others, I, I think we can do it. <laughs> Which seems, sounds ridiculous when you hear the finished thing, but I think we can do it. So there's enough of a kernel of a conventional song in there. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But the, but they go we'll to see so many. How that goes, mind you. <laughs> What's that? Sorry. We'll see how that gig actually goes. <laughs> having just made that bold play. <laughs> yes. Anyway. That statement was very assured. I think it was, wasn't it? Yes, was <laughs> but you know, there's th- th- there are loads of flavors here because you've you've got you've got love you better, which is which has got that that smooth funk kind of um, chart funk feel. It feels like an eighties yeah. kind of you know. It's got a a, a a cheeky riff and that kind of thing, and uh, you know that yeah. that that kind of pristine coolness really really works for that as well. 
Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Yeah, and it was, um, we like a bit of funk yeah. every now and again, don't we? Yeah. We like a bit of it when we can. We did, what do you think about that on the last one? This one's more, not really the same as that, but it's, um, yeah, that funky groove stuff, and we, we, we do like a bit of that, definitely. Yeah, and, and, I mean, where does that kind of stuff come from? Is that the kind of stuff that, that you know, how, how do the influences bleed into both of your writing? I think with that one, it just it made me think of a of a Donald Fagan song mm. when David sent me the 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 um, demo over, and I just was sort of thinking, well, you know, how would how would how would Steely Dan do this, or how would Donald Fagan write these words? And I just thought of him coming up with this idea of some young um, sort of girl who's on a yes. daddy issues and, and hunting for <laughs> for um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> various sugar daddies that blow smoke up their asses yeah. by pretending she's interested in their in their mundane <laughs> Now listen, I've just got to go I to the door because that. because someone's at the door. Bear yeah. with me a moment. Oh hang on. I'm You're back. Right. Yes, Hi I'm on. back. So um <laughs> well the thing is that, that, that that's interesting that you must it's a kind of trust feel that you know David will send you stuff and then uh, the stuff that that, that, will, that will make you think of adds to the song mm. but I mean, there's a real trust uh, between you both that David will produce stuff that makes you think of, of 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 things, and that you'll produce stuff that makes him think, "Oh, I can I can work with that." That yeah. you know, yeah, so it'll take yeah. take it down different different routes. Yeah, like maybe what you'd obviously think it. I don't know. It's, I, it's... I'd never really thought of it like that. Trusting you, I'd never thought about yeah. that before. But that, but that is absolutely true. Yeah. Because when we did the vocals, for example. We turned up at Mike Moran's studio to record the vocals, and you came in. What you mean? What you probably won't be aware of, Steve, is um, you, you turned up with like three sets of lyrics for each mm -hmm. tune. Yes. And go, yeah. well, I've got this, and I've got this, and I've got this. And I'm like, okay. That's great. And certainly on Cheerful Frank, I remember specifically on Cheerful Frank, you were a bit nervous about it. So oh, I don't know if it's a bit flippant. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> and, uh, and I loved it straight away, but there's never any doubt in my mind that it will be good. And there is never any doubt in my mind that it will be it will be obvious that great attention has been paid to the lyrics sure. and to the melody. That doesn't even doesn't even worry me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It yeah. doesn't even worry me. I just assume, you know, in a, in, a, in a good way that it will, that it will, that it will be like that. And and similarly, and I haven't really thought about this before. If I'm writing stuff, I never really think, oh, I could be spending hours on this, and then you'll say it's garbage. <laughs> Right, yeah. And I called, I called it DLR because I was thinking of David Lee Roth, which then became Docklands Light Railway. <laughs> but, um, um, and you were like, nah, I'm not hearing this. I was like, oh, all right. But that's very rare. Yeah. So I, I don't really ex experience that. So yeah, I guess there is, certain, I think there is a lot of trust there. I've never thought about that. It's a really interesting observation. Well, it, it, I mean, you, you, you kind of, I mean, I presume that that develops as well, but I also presume that that was there right from the beginning for you both. Yeah, definitely. definitely. We, we, wrote, we wrote together a lot before we had Space Elevator. Yes. And that's, that's the thing that's been interesting about it. We've written together on and off over the years anyway, and, and, and we, were, we were kind of writing in kind of sort of projects for other people and songs for other people and, and just very much as a writing thing rather than as a performing thing, although we were both performing mm -hmm. other things, you know. Um, and 
then at a certain point, I don't really remember why now, but we just said we should actually just record our own album. And that's what happened with Space Elevator 1. And that was interesting because it was kind of, there was a full intention at the time of recording Space, the, the first Space Elevator album, that that band at that time was the band. That's to say the two of us, Brian on drums, Neil Murray on bass, yep. and Elliot Weir on keyboards. That was, that, that was, it wasn't put together as a, I mean, it was put together as a studio band, but the intention was that that was the band and that was the band that's going to go out and gig. But then it just, we couldn't make that work because of everybody's commitments and stuff. Sure. When we came to Space Elevator 2, by the time we recorded that album, Chaz was in the band on bass and we gigged a lot by that point. Mm. Whereas when we did Space Elevator 1, Space Elevator as an entity didn't exist oh. until we recorded the last album. So the second album was more direct, more of a band kind of sound, I think. And um, although with Michael Bramwell on piano on that, same as we have on Persona Non Grata. And we wanted to bring Persona Non Grata, uh, sorry, we wanted to bring piano and keyboards more back into the picture on Persona Non Grata, a bit like the mm. first album, but yet keep the songs quite concise like they were on the yeah. second album. I mean, that was a general thinking anyway. Um, so I think we kind of got the best of both worlds in the end, really. Oh, absolutely. And and you both must be delighted with, well, I presume people are delighted with the album and you're delighted with that. How has the, how has the, the feedback been? It's been, it's, 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 it's been incredible. It's been unanimously brilliant. However, people have had it for about four days. <laughs> so, whether, so, so whether that means like the people aren't digging it haven't said anything yet, or whatever, but I mean, we, we actually gave it just to a few, you know a few friends and and close kind of supporters of the band and stuff before. And part of that was a bit of a researching just to see you know what it's like. It's really difficult when you're a band because you think about things like videos and singles and all that kind of stuff. And we all think, oh, this is a song, and then everyone else says, no, 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 that's just, you know, it's yes. a completely opposite view. So it was just it was just almost like a bit of market research among sort of half a dozen people. Well, you know, which tunes do you like? I mean, what just what, what is there any you don't like? Yeah, that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, it's been it's been it's been brilliant. I'm really, really pleased. Can't believe it. You know. Uh, and I mean, do do you kind of worry when because obviously you know once once you've done an album and and, and it's released, it's not yours anymore. It's ours, really. So uh, yeah. how does that you know? I mean, is that always a worry when you're releasing an album as to what people will think? Big time for me. Yeah. Yeah. So if you don't, just... Less. Um... <laughs> Is it a worry? That's interesting. Yeah, you worry about that kind of thing a bit more, I think. But I, I mean, you're, 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 you're kind of more in the firing line, as mm. it were. Um, um, I wouldn't say I'm worried, but I feel more confident. About, I, I mean, again, Brian, our drummer, said something really interesting to me months ago when we, we finished the recording. Really. He said, I would absolutely stand squarely behind every single song on this album. Yeah. And he will quite happily say, uh, some songs on the other albums, I'm not, you know, you know, they're good, but they're not my cup of tea or something. Yeah. Whereas, you know, I would stand squarely behind it, and if people don't like it, you know, stuff on kind of thing. Yes. Because we know that this is good, and therefore, it, it almost doesn't matter, therefore, if people say they don't like it. But, you know, yeah, I'll get people that don't like it. Obviously, the whole world doesn't like it, the same thing. But um, you have to be, no, it doesn't matter if people don't like it, because we're squarely behind this. Sure. And we, and, we, and we think it's good, and you know that's that's all you can really do, I suppose. No, absolutely, and and, yeah. and, so, and so you should. But as the vocalist, you know, and a kind of I suppose the person out front, d does that feel different to you? Yeah, I think so because I I guess I'm I'm putting the what the song's about. Yeah. So that can be yeah. open to ridicule yes. um, or misinterpreted or sure. Yeah. 
yeah so I do I guess I do sort of feel I don't know I don't know if it's just like take it more personally or um get so so um built up towards the launch of an album and then I'll just I'd just be it would just be horrendous yeah. if the response wasn't but yes. David has been so confident about this and so is Brian and I felt in my heart a lot more like, yeah, this this is my favourite album that we've done. Um, so I think that's helped me not get too yeah, <laughs> overwrought. Yeah, I, I think it, I think it's there's obviously an element of um, personality involved anyway. Yes. You know, yeah. so any any, sure. any member of the band might be more susceptible to that or whatever anyway. But obviously, mm. when you're, I mean, the other guys contributed bits and pieces in the writing here and there as well. But principally, we were two songwriters, mm. and I think. And singers, particularly, of course, are fronting the band. I think when you've got a, a, a rock band also with a female singer, the singer is even more obvious mm. in a way yeah. than, a, than a bunch of five guys kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so that puts you more, even more identifiably as the band. And therefore, any criticism, I think, is felt more by the person who's out there fronting sure. that, mm-hmm. probably, um, mm. than, you know... Um, you know, it's like how many people go, I don't know, oh, I can't stand Queen, I really hate the bass player. I mean, nobody <laughs> says that. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's not really the way people think with all due respect to bass players. Yes. You know, so, so I, I, you know I, I can get that. If you're out front kind of going, you know, da-da. Um, and, and it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, singers also are typically out front and exuding all the confidence, but at the same time are frequently the most, oh, oh this doesn't go wrong. Yeah, I mean, it's like, so, uh, do you feel, David, when you write that that you're bearing your soul to people no. as much as maybe I do? When I'm, I mean, is no. it like I, I dig this sound, or, or but yeah, it's like no, I, I, I don't, I don't feel that there's, I don't feel no, I, I, um, I, I just, I just don't think of it in those terms. But I'm not writing no. lyrics either, no. so they're far more personal. I mean, you know, I'm bearing this C major seven chord to you. I hope you're right. <laughs> It's not, it doesn't really cross my mind. <laughs> but, but the, the, I mean, the whole thing comes together beautifully on this album. It's a real, as I say, it is a step up, but a step to the side as well, which is ideal, really, because you keep your, you keep your sound going, but you, but you add things to it. So, you know, it's a, it, yeah. it's a, re, it's a, a bit of a triumph, to be honest. Thank you so yeah. much. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's just, that's just, and, and that's, that's the other thing, of course. If you have people like yourself who say they really like it and they think it's really good, of course, that gives you extra, well, somebody else says, oh, it sucks or whatever, then you go, well, look, you know, people like, all you can do with any band, you know, say, they're the, they're the biggest band in the world ever, and the people don't like them. So there's an element, all you can do is hope that you can gather people who like what you do. That's sure. all you can do. Yeah, absolutely. You can't really be put off by, <clears throat> excuse me, by somebody else who, who's not into it or don't think what you've done is very good. I mean, it's like, I suppose the nearest thing you're just asking about, like, bearing so No, I do not feel that. But in terms of things like, say, guitar solos, which is where it gets more like, um, I don't really feel that about the songs. I'm very proud Your of personal, My yeah. personal thing is more being solos. And all I'm thinking with those is, well, I think that's decent and that's about as good as I could do on this song and therefore even if somebody says that's dreadful. I mean, I know it's not dreadful. Yes. I suppose I have enough confidence. I know that's not dreadful. If somebody doesn't like says you could have done this, you could have done that, it's like, well, okay, but that's as good as I can do. You know what I mean? I yeah. can't really do that any better, so there's not really much point worrying about it, I suppose. 
<laughs> well, I mean, you know, I, I think that I mean at the moment you're 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 very busy, and I suspect you'll get busier with this album. I'm I'm sure that will happen. And I just before yeah, yeah before I need to, before I go, and I just need to ask you: Are you thinking of taking? I mean, you, you have a gig coming up, but are you? Can you think about taking it on the road, or is the situation with the with with COVID still difficult? Okay, so, this, so the, 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 the quickest possible answer to that is we have some gigs in June, Ooh. which are largely local. We're in the southeast of England. So we have a gig, and we have a gig in the town I live in called, called Marlow, which is in Buckinghamshire. We've also got yep. a gig in St Albans. We've got a gig in uh, Stoke. Nice. And we've got a gig in, uh, we're playing at the Cambridge Rock Festival. Oh, good, but yeah. I'm also looking at gigs in the autumn. The problem we, ha- we, we have, well, not really a problem anymore than anyone else, we were supposed to have, the curious situation here is this is a self-release in the UK, but we have a German record company for them everywhere else. Yeah. And we were supposed to have a European tour at the end of April. That has been cancelled because of COVID. Yeah. Not not because of COVID in the way it cancelled it two years ago, but in the sense that you couldn't get venues booked because venues, in, they're sort of, in this current phase of COVID, they're kind of behind us. Sure. So they couldn't, get, yeah, they couldn't get hold of any venues. The venues are closed. The venues are then catching up in the last two years worth of gigs. Yeah. So that's been the real problem. So it's not just COVID per se that's the issue. It's the venue availability that's the issue. We've then got additional quirks, like our bass player lives in the Netherlands, for one thing. Right. That's a slight... Yeah, he comes over, he came over to shoot the video the other week, and he's yep. coming over for these gigs. You know, but I'm just saying these are all things that you kind of have to factor in. Sure. And everyone else, I mean, Dutch is on tour with Thunder, yep. and there's bits and pieces for them. And it's just a case of, right, where can we get venues? When's everyone available? When can we, da, 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 and you end up with these, you know, you know, but in principle, yes, of course, we want to get out and gig, absolutely, as much as possible. So we've got these four or five gigs, and we're looking at more gigs for what will probably be the end of October, that kind of thing, in the UK. Right. That's good. And then just work out what we can do. And then you're also trying to establish, if we go somewhere, you know, up north from here, you know, it's, it's, so, it's so hard to tell with gigs, because you have no control over that venue. Is it a viable venue? Do people go to this venue? Do yeah. people turn up? Are we, are we going to take the band all the way up there? How is that going to work out? It's quite difficult to suss out because we don't have a UK tour promoter. Um, so we kind of do all that on our own. Whereas in the German situation, it's a tour promoter. Yes. Right, which of these gigs? This is where you're going. You're great. All you've got to do is turn up and play, you know. Yeah. So there's all that kind of stuff. Um, but... Yes, of course we will turn up and we will play. Yeah, yeah excellent. Well, I mean, I think this surely this year is going to be really busy for you. It's going to be it's going to be a, yeah. a, a great year. I really hope because the album really deserves it. Brilliant, and you know that that really works for the for the current um, kind of, I suppose, non-business model that we've got now. But it, it, it yeah. works for the kind of streaming stuff, and for people like me who 
can you know the, the more you put out the more I'll podcast about so you know it, it yeah. gives you a, a constant drip really which is that sounds yeah. bad but what I mean is it gives you a constant as you say staggered release which really works throughout the year for you I, I completely agree. Otherwise, you, everything goes out and three days later you go, well, it's all gone out now. Yeah. That's it. We're done. <laughs> so what kind of thing. So it is quite nice to stagger things and you need to keep, you know, just keep putting things out and put yourself in the kind of public consciousness, really. Oh, absolutely. And, and I don't think there'll be any issue with that for, for, for you two and the, and the band this year. It's a, it's a great album and, you know, it's, it's and thank you very much for taking the, the time to chat to me. It's been Pleasure. lovely. Pleasure. Anytime. Thank you very much, both of you. Thank you both. Have a lovely day. Thank you. Speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Well, that was a lovely little chat with David Young and the Duchess from uh, Space Elevator. The new album, Persona Non Grata, is fabulous. And they didn't even mind me going to the door in the middle of the interview. That is... That's one of the pitfalls of, uh, of chatting, really. But, um, you know, at home and all of that... And having a loud doorbell. But do have a look at this album. Stream it. Purchase it. Look at the YouTube videos. It's really something very special. And it's AOR and melodic rock. But there's loads of other flavours in there. I'll tell you what. I love that. Because whatever happens. You don't get bored with it. And neither did I with this conversation. Ta-ta.